Antisocial Show. Dress clothes. Dress clothes? Oh, uniform? Uh, no, no, no. Like business clothes. Hold on. See if you can't see it. Get this out of the way. All right. See? Dress clothes. Okay, I can hear. I can actually hear you well now too. Oh, you. Oh, you were like you like went out or something. Yep. Business. You like, I'm like I'm wearing the business clothes. As in, I put my you know big boy pants on and uh, you know. I hear you. So uh, for our listening <laughs> audience, and hopefully there's quite a few more of you now than there was when we first began, but uh, last night we did a, um, well I did with the, with the wife, I did a special um, a special recording that will be part of this episode or next episode or whenever Tyson can squeeze it in, but there was quite a bit of, uh, about 43 minutes of it, of a, of a wow. chunk. So we have a lot to a lot to work with there. So and it was a pretty interesting uh, pretty interesting time actually. I mean, we talked about uh, pretty much the same thing that you and I talk about basically. <clears throat> well, cool. We talked about like uh, video games and stuff like that, like which video games that we uh, absolutely love. And the game that I talked about last night, which I think uh, you should try when you get a chance to, is Batman: Arkham Asylum for Xbox 360, which is actually pretty badass. I agree. It's a fun game. I played through that one. Arkham Asylum? Yes, sir. Yes, the first one. Yeah, that's a good game. I I've, I played it. I have the uh, the 3D version of it. Oh, nice. Like where you actually put on a pair of 3D glasses and it, and then the screen does the red-blue thing, and then it, so it looks like an actual 3D. Uh, let's just say it looks a lot more 3D. The 3D is like so much better than the 3D on the home version of... Friday the Thirteenth Part Three and Three D. Oh, nice. That is, that is no, that is the stuff on that is laughably inept. But no, yes, Batman Arkham Asylum, great, great game. Absolutely, I like, I like the whole, uh, the, I like the whole uh, virtual reality. It's, it's pretty badass the way it's coming along nicely, you know. Like if you I go back like ten years ago or fifteen years ago, you know, the thought of like virtual reality was like, yeah, that's just in movies. That's not like you know real life. But now. You know, it's 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 a, an actual thing, and it's it's pretty cool. And I I can't wait to see like you know ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, obviously if I'm still alive, um, how much virtual reality is going to like you know how how far it's going to come because I want I I, I can't wait because I hope like someday like you know it's it's kind of like. Um, like a like a holodeck from like Star Trek, you know, when you walk into like a like a, an environment and it like you just say what kind of environment you want and you can interact with the people and shit. Yeah. So are, are you saying you've you've done virtual reality recently? Uh, no, I haven't. I've, I'm the one that's never tried virtual reality yet, but I want to. Oh, oh yeah, I haven't yet either. I've been a fan of it since uh, since the concept of it existed. Certainly. 
Yeah, and and Star Trek called it right with a lot of our technology. If you think about it, like they're the ones like back in like the '60s, whenever like the first Star Trek, uh, the first Star Trek show came out, like the the first series with like you know William Shatner and all them. They're the ones that like called it when they started like doing like you know how like they they're on their ship or whatever they're on the bridge and they're going to communicate with another ship and they're like oh yeah throw it on screen and it's like a video calling sort of so they mm-hmm. called it right before Apple even or whoever f- first invented the video chat but they're the ones that kind of called it first you know what I'm saying like they're the ones that kind of invented the concept really. And then, of course, it became a reality almost like decades later. But they they called it. I'm really not sure who developed the uh, the video chat first. I mean, I'm sure NASA used some version of it. Probably, because um, you know, I mean, we never know what type of like secret technology that NASA has, like you know, like in a vault somewhere, you know, like alien technology and shit. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna rip off these assholes. Well, I don't know. I mean, something just as simple as when they had live camera feed to the, you know, inside of the, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, radio, right. you know, that kind of thing, where they're just doing remote contact with pictures to, true, you know, true. the capsule or whatnot. Just, just a ba- basic enough for there. But yeah. Oh, speaking of virtuality, do you ever do you ever watch Community? No, is it good? Uh, it's Community is one of the best shows on television. It's created by this guy, uh, Van Harmon. It's not on TV anymore, but so in season six they did an episode called Lawnmower Maintenance and Postnatal Care, and it has a hilarious. Uh, virtual reality take in in it in its story and about the idea of uh, how well it's kind of you know without being too spoilery it's sort of you sort of kind of get the idea of how different things have uh, how, well how the how the technology that we have now has kind of gone in a different reaction <laughs> or different direction sort of that sort of rendered a lot of the things that we thought that that virtual reality uh, would have given us not not obsolete, but not obsolete, but certainly different. Like you know, there's there's a lot of uh, virtual reality in in films, for example, that give us you, you a picture of, um, well, like uh, in the Lawnmower Man. Did you ever see that one? Oh, I love that movie. Right. So there's this whole space, and you're interacting with stuff, and he's learning things, and he's becoming all powerful. Then there's like movies like Johnny N- Mnemonic. Mm. You remember where? Do you remember Johnny Mnemonic? Oh, absolutely. Now, when he's basically using virtual reality just to browse the web, yes. like that's essentially what the virtual. I mean, there's other stuff, there's hacking and whatnot, but it's you know there's a lot of web browsing, which is hilarious. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, it's no, it's not. It's cool. It's not. I'm not. I'm trying not trying to belittle it. I'm just. Uh, I'm examining and putting it next to uh, side by side with each other. So then you got things like um, there was another example I had that was kind of like where there's a separation. Um, it might come to me later, but you know, there's also the the interpretation of very the very immersive style of virtual reality where you get into like. Sure, certainly The Matrix, but one another film I like almost as much, uh, if not more at times, uh, David Cronenberg's Existence. I did not where, see that one. Is it good? <laughs> yes, I think you would enjoy it. Nice. I nice. think you would enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's a creepy movie. It's got great makeup. It's oh, uh, really. It. It, it sounds good. It, I like creepy. Interesting concept. Well, have you seen many of Cronenberg's uh, uh, films? Because I haven't seen many of them, but the ones I've seen, I have, I have enjoyed. No. Um, um, I'll definitely have to uh, take take a take a look. Um, oh, so yeah, so community. If you, you, just, you can see that episode if you want to. You can see uh, people can see that. I believe on the Yahoo app. I just uh, like because season six was produced for Yahoo instead of being on NBC. But okay. uh, uh, seasons one or season six or maybe season five. I'm thinking. Pretty sure it's season six. You know what's weird about Yahoo? Uh, no. Well. The fact that it's still around, I mean, like, back in the early 2000s, you had AOL, you had Yahoo, right? Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. 
And those are the only two things that you really had. And then, of course, you know, you, 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 know, you had very little. Well, you didn't really have social media because whether you were on Yahoo or AOL, you were basically, I mean, if you were a chat room type person, that's where you were chatting from. And then YouTube was like starting to to pick up a little bit, but not too many people knew about YouTube or even how to upload. Like, I don't even like really know how people uploaded videos in the early days without like you know like cell phone technology. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's, it's, well, have to be. Yeah. It's nice mm-hmm. to it's nice to know that like at least you know to be a little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, shit, I can't think of the word. This always happens to me. Remin- not reminiscent, you know, when you're when you're thinking about like the old days and shit, when you nostalgic. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a nostalgic thing, really, to have um, to have like you know Yahoo still up and you know available, you know, and and the fact that they have movies that you can watch makes it even better, you know. Like season six sure. of Community is on Yahoo, which you get the you know the Yahoo app and you can watch it, which is still pretty badass. Because I don't think anybody really is on like AOL anymore. I don't think. I mean, I have an AOL uh, email, but I don't use it anymore. And uh, in fact, I still I don't think I've ever gotten rid of my. Although I don't use it, MySpace. I I still have a, a MySpace account, but it's it's you know it's so old and unused, you know. MySpace, yeah, I have a, I have a MySpace page. It's not very well developed because I don't think I really understood social media very well at the time. I mean, I barely understand it now, but I'm kind of getting the hang of it more as time goes on here. I'm definitely um, well. Before we had the anti-social show, I had Facebook, obviously, and Twitter because if you remember in the early mm-hmm. days when we met, I was promoting another project that I was doing, and I still kind of promote it on the side, but not as much now as I used to. And that was Zombie Bacterium. I still keep the handle mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier for people to, to find me through that. But um, right. So I had Let's Twitter and Facebook, but you know now it's like there's so many people that are like other podcasts, other you know artists that are that are contacting us. And then not to give us a big head or anything like that, but I'm going to. But um, because of the anti-social show, that I have to learn how to you know check certain things and respond to people when they when they give us a positive feedback. You know, on the show. So, like on Twitter, for example, we were we were you know retweeted. You know, we're always constantly retweeted about the show and everything like that. And um, I said it yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, I, we were talking about uh, podcasts. Uh, Stephanie and I were talking about podcasts, and mm-hmm. I started listening in in the early beginning of when we started talking about doing this show. I was learning how to do a podcast because being on a podcast or promoting a podcast is totally different than actually doing a podcast. So I had to learn how to do a podcast. So I was listening to – I mean I, I had my specific uh, podcasts that I listened to, but then I also mm-hmm. started like reaching out and, and listening to other people's podcasts. So kind of like outside my comfort zone a little bit where I was listening to other things that maybe I wouldn't have normally listened to just to get a, a, an idea of what people were talking about or, or you know what people were interested in. You know, But one of the best things about podcasting is if you're not really like um, – Attached to one subject, which we're not, you know, you can, you can, uh, broad, you know, you can, broad, uh, broad, yeah, you can, you can broad your, broad yourself out like that's an actual fucking phrase. Um, you can, you can talk about multiple different things. I'm still like jet lagging, sort of. <clears throat> I'm sober, you know. <clears throat> can you, uh, still hear me? Hmm. Internet connection problem. Okay, so we kind of got cut off there a second. Yes, yes we did. Um, 
Or not really a problem. Anyway, I got uh, not really an issue, really. I mean, okay, so it did record, so that's perfect. So that's what I needed to know. So okay, okay, so yeah. Anyway, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it does happen. You know, you're you're doing a podcast, and sometimes technology doesn't want to cooperate. Like the situation we were having last night, where I had to. I finally figured out that I had to. Um, in fact, let me see. Let me see if I can't. Remove this one little screen here, or move it. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's, it's, you know, it's sometimes technology gets in the way, especially if you know you're not using high-end technology. And I'm not exactly using high-end technology, so. And you probably can't see me, can you? No, I can see it. Okay, good. Because right now, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at a bigger version of you, and then there's a little version of you, and then right behind your one screen where my face should be where I can see myself mm-hmm. is where the MP3 Skype recorder little menu pops up. Cause after we end the show and we, we cut out, you know, we cut off Skype or whatever. That's mm-hmm. usually what happens. The MP3 kicks in once everything got recorded properly. So that's good. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so last night, uh, ladies and gentlemen was a little bit different. Um, subject matters that we normally talk about on the show, but that's okay because, you know, obviously, different hosts, different subjects, that sort of thing, so, and you'll be able to hear all of it uh, when we get everything uploaded. We were gone for a week, if you noticed, maybe didn't notice because of life happenings. I got a shit ton of snow that dumped on me like two days ago, three days ago, so that was fun. So I was out there for like four hours just about shoveling it. It was, it was a nightmare. But but you're back. <laughs> I, well, I did was uh, for the first two hours I was um, I was shoveling and then I went inside to warm up a little bit and I put on a, a, a back brace because that snow was like Ooh. chaotic. It was like a wet, heavy snow. So it was That's like, it was it was just bad. <clears throat> Sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, each and every week, and of course, you know, not uh, to, to change subjects for a second or two, each and every week we, we like to share things with you, and last night I think I shared, uh, I shared, uh, I'm trying to think, what did I share last night? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I shared the official Stanley box. Well, tonight I'm sharing something a little bit different. So, check this out. Are you a cook? Are you not a cook? Do you want to cook for people? Check it out. Go to www.blueapron.com. Now, what can you expect from blueapron.com? Well, they're going to deliver a box right to your door each and every week. It's a refrigerated box, so you don't have to worry about the food going bad. Plus, they work with local farmers across the country, so you're always going to get fresh uh, ingredients. And every uh, meal, every box comes with pre-measured ingredients, so you don't have to worry about food waste. And, and... They also come uh, with a instructional video or, or instruction cards how to put it all together, so you don't necessarily have to cook in order to put together a, a meal that's uh, better for the planet and better for you. So don't wait. That's www.blueapron.com. Get cooking today. That's what I have to share with you fine folks tonight. And if you can't already tell, the show has already started, so um, we're glad to be back after our little bit of a, a hiatus there because now... We have a, another lost episode to add to the other episode that we lost with uh, the Halloween episode. So we did actually lose another episode. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And I think you froze, dude. Mm-hmm. A lot of freezing going on there. 
Yeah, it dropped out again. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. It happens. It does. So, um, 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 I was, I, where, where were we going? What were we talking about? We were talking about, uh, well, we were talking, shit, I think you froze again. Did you freeze again? Yeah. Nope. Okay, you're back. Oh, yes. I, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? What was that? That reminds me of, uh, the very awesome movie, um, Cable Guy. Oh, yeah. Ben sure. Perry. Where Dragon he's Ball calling Matthew Broderick like a hundred times, leaving uh, leaving messages on his answering machine, and the last call, all he said was, "Oh shit," and hung up, and hung up the fucking phone. And I, gonna, I mean, I think like if I had an answering machine and I and I came home to like one guy calling me like a thousand times, you know, and then finally the last message was "Oh shit" and hung up. I don't know if I'd like find that funny at the time or think it's kind of creepy. I'm not really sure how I would because I don't I don't deal with psychos, so I don't know how I would deal with that. So, well, yeah, answering machine messages are strange <clears throat> or can be. Um, you know, I haven't. Uh, gosh, it's been a while since I've seen the Cable Guy. Um, it was Ben Stiller movie? He directed that. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like his movies, generally speaking. I've oh, seen absolutely. most of them. Ben Stiller is fucking hilarious. And I mean the ones he's directed. I've I've, I've also liked ones that I've seen him act in. Uh, he's really good in this drama one called Permanent Midnight. I don't know if you've seen that. He didn't no, direct that I've one. I heard it. I heard about yeah. it, yeah. That one is, uh, is a crazy film. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, and it's it's not it's not a comedy, but it is funny in spots. And it's got it's a lot of people. It's, it's got a, a serious lot of film. It's a serious film, and there's a lot of people from comedy in this drama, basically. It's a real, it's a, I don't want to call it the whole biopic. It's certainly more of a slice of life out of, that is based on a true story about this one particular writer's life. There's a television writer named Jerry Stahl. Among other things, he wrote for um, um, ALF, but he wrote for other things as well. So. So they kind of touch on in the film sort of a fictional version of what that would have looked like. So there's this ALF analog. So anybody who knows that this guy worked on ALF can get, oh, well, they obviously can't use the real ALF. So they're doing, you know, and it's Charlie Fleischer doing the voice of this puppet. This, this, nice. And this one is like a professor and he's slightly green. And it's like, I don't know, he speaks like that kind of. And it's kind of a, it's, it's great, know, great, great good of, movie. Speaking of, of writers... Mm. To keep it in the same context, as we're talking about, you know that that movie right there. He's talking about, you know, the the life and times of a writer. I think what they ought to do before the man dies, and I hope he doesn't die, you know, anytime soon. But we do have a master of contemporary horror who's done a thousand books, a thousand movies. Uh, Stephen King. I think they should do a movie about his life, like how he got from where he was to where he is now. Oh yeah. You know, because I think that would be very uh, interesting. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of people feel like you know, he lost his touch when he stopped drinking. You know, but obviously, really? man, yeah. Like I was like, and this is going back like ten years ago. I was I was in. This is when we had video stores. I was literally in Blockbuster. And the thing about me is, and I think the audience should know this, is that you never, ever want to go to a video store with me because I will literally be there for an hour because I can't decide what it is I want to watch. And I will literally read the back of the boxes, and I still can't make up my mind. So 
I was there by myself and I was I was eavesdropping, sort of speaking, on a couple of different people that were talking about Stephen King. And this one person said, "Oh yeah, you know, he hasn't he hasn't written anything good since he stopped drinking." I mean, obviously the man had to stop drinking because you know he didn't want his liver to die. You know, so I mean, you yeah, know, I mean, but. I guess I mean I think he there hasn't been a book that he hasn't written that I that I didn't like you know whether he was sober or not you know I mean obviously it's good that he's got he's he got sober all them years ago but you know because I think Cujo I think he I think in an interview he said that he was and and I don't want to bash Stephen King because obviously I like the man so not bashing Mr. King in any way but he said that he was I think he was intoxicated during the when he was writing Cujo in fact I think he doesn't even remember writing it really yeah um that's interesting uh there's a similar story about him during um the production of uh, Maximum Overdrive, and it's really? it's yeah. If you listen to the How Did This Get Made episode, uh, it's this great. I don't know if you've ever listened to How Did This Get Made, but it's it's this great um, podcast about movies or soundcast about films. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but and it's but it's specific ones like uh, there's cult favorites. There's movies that are really kind of like awesome in their own way, and then there's ones that where it's like it's like kind of a kind of generally recognized to be a bad film so it kind of goes back and forth it can, a lot of them are movies that I happen to like and I, but I also happen to like um, ambitious failures as much as you know movies that do very well you know I, 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 I mean sometimes <clears throat> movies that, that are perceived to be like pieces of crap are really good I mean Mm-hmm. That's why I like to see the movies. Like people recommend me movies, I watch them. I don't like to. I don't necessarily like to listen to critics because a lot of times critics are wrong. You know, critics are like, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't see that movie because it sucked." Well, no, you're not going to tell me why I'm not going to see this movie. I'm going to go see it for myself and judge it. How right. you know if I like it or don't like it. And <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong, critics are are I guess are good for a reason, but you, they're just useless. I think. Oh, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know if I'd say the critics are useless. I mean, uh, well, but I... They are I, in Singapore. <laughs> they are in Singapore, is that? I have a, I have a, a friend who uh, I met on Facebook about maybe three years ago. He lives in Singapore, and I've been trying to drag his ass on the, on the show for the last year or so. But just about any movie that's worth watching, apparently, is banned by critics. Like if it's like if they feel like it's if it's not a movie that the people can watch they just watch it and they ban it, and I'm like sure. that's fucked up. I mean I think that people should be given an option, whether or not they don't like it or you know don't want to see it or whatever. I mean you know, like you know what I mean like so, and, and of course, Kevin Smith gets under attack by critics because they're like oh he's just making movies that he, you know with his friends and shit. I'm like well why not? I mean if you're put in a position to where you can make movies. You know, mm-hmm. with your friends or your family, like why wouldn't you want to do it if it's successful and you have an audience that wants to pay to see the movie? You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. And I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm also you know I also feel the same way he does. You know, I'm I'm following his philosophy is that when you know we're basically here on the show we're we're making a show that we would want to listen to basically or I'd want to listen to anyway. You know, so it's not really geared towards. That's why it's not geared towards any specific thing. It's just, you know, it's whatever we feel like talking about. That's why everything on the anti-social show is nothing is ever scripted. Everything is just like free flow. So it's like whatever we occasionally will, we'll, you know, PM each other and we'll say, hey, you know, what do you want to talk about on the show? And then we'll have specific things. But for the most part, 
there, there's there's nothing scripted about this show, so it's it's pretty much like just get on and start talking. Uh, sure, yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd say that's true. It's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting point. By the way, I should mention. I don't know if you know, but we uh, were mentioned and I clipped on Succotash by Mark Hershen. Yes, I, I uh, was listening to the Succotash show the other day, and and uh, you're, we uh, you sent in the clip about me talking about wine etiquette. Um, actually. I didn't send that clip in. Mark clipped that himself. Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought you had something to do with it. Okay. Well, I mean, either way, though, it was a good it was a good segment though because. Oh, yeah, so anyway, if you haven't heard that particular uh, particular episode of our show or the uh, or Succotash, I was talking to Tyson about wine etiquette and the different various wines, and you can hear all that either on the Antisocial Show or going over to listen to the Succotash Show, which you should listen to both, actually. Um, mm-hmm. go to, uh, we're going to be on iTunes and Stitcher. I've been saying it for a while now, but we will get on there. We do have a, a – I'm, I'm still having a little bit of an issue with our with our particular uh, site that, we, that I bought the hosting license from, so I'm still trying to get them to understand the problem that we're having. But once we clear that up – see, the problem is it's 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 – I'm following their instructions on what to do, mm-hmm. and at first, like I would copy the link like they say, and then I'd copy the link like they say and put it in the in the appropriate spot. Like they they give you like a bunch of different options. Like if you want to go to Stitcher, if you want to go to iTunes, or there's a couple other different uh, venues that you can you can put the show on. So I'm and of course their their stipulation is that you have to be somewhere else already. So you know we're already on SoundCloud. So mm-hmm. I just plugged in, you know, Tyson Sane or SoundCloud, that sort of thing. So the, the the problem is, is that I copied the the link that they provide. They provide a link that you copy and paste, and mm-hmm. then you put it. Like let's say if I was doing Stitcher, right? So I'd go to the okay. Stitcher site and I sign up for it. I fill out their their application, and then I'm supposed to copy and paste this link that they provide. Well, I did that. But then they're telling me that the link is no good. So okay, so I went back and told them that the link was no good, and they're like, "Okay, we'll try it again." Well, I tried it again, and now the problem that we're having is that I go to copy and paste right the link. Mm-hmm. So then when I get to the actual site, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher, I tried both. There's nothing to copy and paste. Like it didn't copy and paste. So I thought it was my mouse. I thought maybe it had something to do with my mouse. You know, like my Logitech piece of crap. So I tried a different mouse. It's not mm-hmm. the equipment. So it's something on their end. So I have to get, I have to come in contact with them again and tell them that either they, either refund the money so that we can go someplace else so that we can get on Stitcher or iTunes or you know just figure out a way that we could do this so that we can actually because they're holding us up really. You know what I mean? The problem is that we paid um, for 12 months of a hosting license and eight months ago. Eight months ago, correct. <laughs> And, or is, or is, that, is that correct? I was just guessing. Um, sort of. I mean, our, our hosting Ow. license technically, theoretically, runs out in September. So oh. the idea is, if you've never done a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is that you go to like these, these different sites, and then you buy what's called a hosting license, and they give you an, a URL, which you're supposed mm-hmm. to feed into. Uh, you're supposed to follow the steps, so I did all that, and... and that's the problem that we're having. That's why I mean, that is that is a that it's it's not a bad thing that we're on SoundCloud, but it's a good no, thing because no. we're being heard. But I think that we're gonna get much more, you know, broadly Graphic. out there once we get on iTunes and Stitcher. But in the meantime, though, 
Yeah. Yes. Until we get on iTunes, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to iTunes and you can give Succotash a five star rating and say something positive because Mark Harshon is is the the shit and the bomb and uh, you know it's 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 an awesome show and Tyson is also involved with the Succotash show, of course. Yes, yes, I'm the uh, so I'm an associate producer, is what they refer to me as. Correct. So you already know it's badass right there. So I mean, and so give them a five star rating and tell them that we sent you, and they'll love you immediately. Oh hey, and if you're a podcaster or a soundcaster, as we like to call it over at Succotash, who has a comedy soundcast or a comedy related soundcast, or is a comedian who has a soundcast, or if it's you figure out a way that it's comedy related if, uh, uh, and it's a soundcast and you would like me to clip you for Succotash, uh, you can contact me and I will listen to your podcast. Uh, and it, you know, it does make my life uh, a little bit you know, easier as, and I love listening to hundreds and hundreds of soundcasts, but it does help if I know who actually would like to be featured because then it's uh it's uh, it makes me happy to know that uh, Soundca- that Succotash is reaching enough people that that's possible. So, thank you. And I'd like to go one step further. I mean, if you are a upcoming uh, podcaster or soundcaster, and and uh, really doesn't matter what type of topic you know you, you you're into, if you want to jump on the anti-social show, you can always contact Tyson at uh, RevT23. Uh, he's at Twitter, Facebook, or you can contact Zombie Bacterium, that's me, on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, we'll bring you on the show and we can get to talking. We'll, we'll talk you up. Because that's one of the awesome things about being a podcaster or a soundcaster is that we're not competing. It's, more or less, we're just helping each other out. And, you know, we have a, a harmony, and it's perfect. We have an e-harmony. Right. We're not like those radio, you know, we're not like those dirty radio bitches that compete for audiences and ratings because we're not competing for ratings and we're not competing for audiences because if you're going to listen to one, uh, one podcast and you've, you know, you heard about it from listening to another podcast, chances are you're going to listen to both podcasts continuously. So it's, 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 it's all gravy. Like when you're not listening to the anti-social show or you're not listening to, of course, Succotash, you should be listening to either Combat Radio, which is not a podcast, it's an internet uh, radio show, or you should be listening to Strange Times, of course, uh, our, our friends over across the seas. Um, they're equally I have. Good. I'm sorry? I have. Yes. I have. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I will be on Strange Times eventually. I've, I've been on there before, and uh, I'll, I'll crash their party again, and I'll make it great again. You know, Donald Trump style. <laughs> don't, I don't know what that means. Hey, listen, okay? I'm going to... I'm gonna Wax on, wax on. <laughs> listen, okay? I'm going to make Strange Times great again, okay? And I'm gonna make Davy and Dent pay for it, okay? Look at the nails. Look at the nails. It's one of yeah, the things he uh, actually tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tyson and I are actually using uh, both audio and visual. Usually we just use audio. Um, so tonight we're actually we're actually using both video and audio, as we did last night. Um, we used video and audio, and I think. I think that's the – I mean, I don't think that's the reason why it didn't work. I think it's just because I had to update Skype. And that's another thing I was talking about. 
It's another thing I was talking about is that if, if you don't update your apps, sometimes they tend to act a little wonky because they want you to update it. Not that they add anything special. A lot of the times they're like, oh, yeah, just update this shit. And I'm like, okay, well, what's different about it? There's absolutely nothing different about it. But as long as it works, it works. Sure. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know, yes. no, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm really trying to determine what I contribute to the conversation at times because often it's me just thinking of something that uh, what you said made me think of. Uh, although I am also listening, I definitely, you know, I'll, I'll think of something that, that I maybe haven't thought of in a while. And I won't always share everything. So I'm not just compulsively sharing things that I'm thinking about because I'm really trying to. You know, be a, a I'm trying to have a conversation, and it's a skill that I'm still developing as a human being on this planet. So, um, uh, I appreciate the practice. Um. Well, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to like talking and everything like that, I mean, I mean, I'm still learning it myself because this is probably like if you listen to the very if you listen to the very if you listen to like episode one, episode two. I'm not as vocal as I am now because talking for me, I mean, like I do it, like obviously I have to do it with like work or if I go out in public and shit like that if I'm talking to people, but I'm not usually, I'm usually like the listener, more or less, you know, a little less of the talker, but since we are doing the podcast, I mean, we can't just sit there, at least I can't just sit there and just like look all happy and pretty and just like, you know, stare because people can't see it. So they're like, well, where's the other one? Like, well, I'm right here, everybody. So there you go. I mean, there were times when, you know, um, there was sure one knew. instance where we, we had a guest on, and that was Kat Sorens from Strange Times, and um, we mentioned this before probably, but Tyson and I did a um, a long, 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 long night of, of recording, and it yes. was pretty much the usual time. For me, it would be like 12.30. For him, it was 9.30, so we... We started recording, and we didn't stop until, like, the sun was about to come up. So then I checked my phone. I checked Facebook. I saw that cat was on, and I'm like, when do you want to come on the show? And he's like, well, how about now, mate? I'm free right now, mate. So I'm like, oh, all right, okay. So let me try to get Tyson back on. So we did. But at that point in time, it was like, I mean, I loved having him on the show, but I was kind of burnt out. So Tyson kind of did the majority of the talking because I was just – I mean, I knew where I was, obviously. I'm, mean, You know, I wasn't like, you know – like fucked out of my mind but that was definitely a night that tyson you know was talking to talking to cat because i was just like half in and out i'm like the sun is up i can't take the sun i gotta return to my coffin so it was definitely a good intense night of recording <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember i i don't know if that was the how i what my perspective on on it uh, as what happened, but then again, it has been a while since I've listened to the audio, so I'm gonna I might have to go back and um, with that with that perspective l- listen to it. You know what else I noticed too? Perspective because oh. you know I I do listen to like you know because do, do podcasters like really listen to other podcasts? I mean, yes, we do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say uh, that was a rhetorical question. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, go ahead. Well, it was, was more like yes. a, it was more like a, I was kind of like talking to the audience, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Do do podcasters listening to other podcasts? Yes, they do. I mean, not all of us probably, but I know I do and I I listen to I mean, there's so many podcasts out there. So, I mean, if you recommend a podcast to me or, you know, when Tyson does, I listen to it. 
or if you, you know, find people out there have a podcast that you're doing that you want me to take a listen to, not that I'm like an expert or anything like that, but I'll be happy to take a listen to it. But when I'm driving around, that's when I normally tend to listen to my podcast. So I, I like listening to Succotash. So I was listening to Succotash the other day, and that was when we, you know, when I heard the clip of us. But I noticed mm-hmm. that there was this one guy, there was this one cat up there, and I, I can't remember for the life of me remember his name now, but he was making a lot of Trump jokes. So it appears to me that a lot of – and, and I don't, I'm not going to get into a political thing like I normally do, but it, it appears to me that a lot of podcasts or soundcasts that weren't political before are getting political now in, in certain what, ways. You're what, was the thing, what was the thing you were referring to? The, uh, you heard I, – I, I might have missed what, uh, what it was that, the, that you were describing just now. I, like I was listening to you, but I think I might have missed the bit where you were – what was the thing you were listening to that you were thinking of? Oh, oh, oh. I was listening to the latest episode of uh, Succotash. 149. 149 okay. with us up there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget who he, I forget who this person was on the show, but... Will Durst. Yes, Will, Will Durst. Durst. I can't believe yes. I've got a guy like Will Durst. Okay, so I went, now I'm back with you. Now, I yes. was trying to... I was going, oh, that sounds like... Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. But please. he made well, some continue. very funny jokes about Trump, and I'm noticing that a lot oh, yeah. of soundcasts and podcasts that aren't political by no stretch of the imagination are actually getting political here and there making jokes. You do hear it come up, yes. Absolutely. And it's, it's it seems like almost on every single podcast that I listen to, and I listen to quite a few podcasts. So the only, the only show that I, I've never heard get political, honestly, would be Combat Radio. Yes, they rarely do. There is one guy, I can't remember his name, and it was around November, no, it was before November. It was somewhere in the last six months of the election cycle uh, last year, there was a, a guest who was very anti-Trump. And uh, <laughs> that was a, that was way, way before he got nominated, or got nominated, before he, uh, he wasn't really, I don't really know even how he, he, doesn't matter. Don't uh, anyway. But yeah. So yeah. There, but there is a little bit of that. But it rarely happens. It is a very rare occurrence. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, everybody, I'm throwing out another another thing every Friday morning. And I for, I don't because because there's a, a, a time difference between Jersey and California. But for them, it would be Friday morning. For me, it would be about maybe one two o'clock in the afternoon. But Combat Radio every Friday. Ethan Dettenmeyer. He's a a uh, very classy guy, you know, total class act, big, huge bucket of wind, and uh, you should check him out. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find him on YouTube. Um, go check him out because it, Combat Radio is the shit. I mean, that's pretty much where I got my first taste of, of um, talking in front of an audience, really, and except where, you know, our show – Yeah, yeah, that's a compliment. I don't think that's what that is. Or maybe wind. Wait, we say bucket of wind. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge. I, I don't know. I, I heard Kevin Smith refer to like certain people, like because if you listen to um, Hollywood Babylon, they have Babylon, the Tinseltown mm. Stiffs. Yes, yes. So and when then an actor checks out, they'll if they, miss if and. They, were if they had a huge career, you know, uh, Kevin Smith will say huge bucket of wind. It's kind of like you know he's he's, you know. So it, it was meant to be a compliment, not that I would yes. ever insult Ethan Dettenmeyer because you know he's the shit. So, 
And like I said, no. I remember the first he, – he really did like – I remember the first time I was on combat radio, it was a Halloween special, and I went to a graveyard. Um, and it, oh, yeah, and I yeah. Did, That's a good one. I, I did the show in the graveyard. So anyway, it was, it was kind of funny because up until that point, I never did podcasting. I never did internet radio, like internet radio, I should say. So like, I didn't know what to expect. So I was kind of nervous about it. So Tyson the night before was like, just pretend like you're talking to people in a room, like you forget about the radio show, so or the internet show. So I did that while I was talking, and it made things a lot easier. And then of course, oh. it was I was on a couple of times after that, and then uh, really I didn't do anything until except for promoting certain shows, but I didn't do anything really as far as like this until Strange Times. So I was on a couple of episodes of Strange Times, and now, of course, I'm right here where I belong on the Antisocial Show. So it's 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 nice to finally have a show to call my own, you know? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, thank you. I have, and, uh, yeah, thank you for doing the show with me. Thank you. I believe this is the thing. Uh, I may have heard this incorrectly all this time, but uh, I believe the expression is a bucket of win. Yeah, bucket of wind, maybe. I believe that's what it is. Like, as in, there's like people are like before Charlie Sheen was saying winning. It's like you know this person has won. Not only has like this person has has been successful at life, and they have won so much they've got a whole bucket yes, of win. That's it. I, be, I believe that's what that means. That's. Yes. I was just looking up, and in, in fact, actually, I I had to look this up. So back in January 2012, January 26th of 2012, in regards to okay, there's somebody on Twitter that tweeted at Kevin Smith. Mm. He says, "So it's not a bucket of wind." I'm watching Twice Upon a type, uh, Time right now because of you. That's it's not related, so that was his question. And then uh, Kevin Smith replied on January 26, 2012, via at, and then this guy's uh, name. Quote, why is someone, oh, this, I'm sorry, I fucked that up. That was actually somebody being facetious, uh, but, it, but uh, okay, but they did say, so it's not a bucket of wind in reply to this. Somebody apparently didn't enjoy that uh, Kevin Smith had referred to it as this, and they said, uh, in the quotes, why is someone dying a big bucket of wind? And then Kevin's response is, meaning their life, sir. It's their life that's the big bucket of wind. I heard it wrong. It's a big bucket of win. Win, win, like, you know, W-I-N. Huge bucket of win. That's that's what uh, Ethan Dettenmeyer is. He's just a total class act, very, uh, very awesome guy. And I've had many conversations with him. And uh, so I always look forward to, to promoting anything that, you know, that he does. And uh, definitely on the show, too, this show, of course, anything that, you know, he's got going on, we're, we're very happy to uh, – you know, get the word out, you know, pass it along and uh, things like that. So every Friday, of course, we're on every Wednesday. So we pretty much the antisocial show pretty much has your itinerary pretty much lined up. You got us on Wednesdays. You got the antisocial. Sh- uh, you got the combat radio on Friday mornings. You got, of course, strange times, which records on Fridays. But I'm not sure on which dates they normally upload their show. So you just kind of have to look out for that one. When does... um. When does Succotash usually upload? Uh, it does not have a um, it does not have a regular release schedule. Okay, see, I like that. Keep it so, random, man. Mark, you bloody genius. Keep everything random. But definitely on Wednesdays, which we we normally 
record on Sundays and we normally upload on Wednesdays. So definitely on Wednesdays, unless like, you know, Tyson gets abducted by UFOs or I get abducted by UFOs or if something happens, every Wednesday look out for the antisocial show because you know what? Bust your fucking nut all over this motherfucker. I think that when the when the show really, I mean, not that we don't have a you know a steady. I mean, I hope we have steady listeners, but I think as the the show progresses, because we're you know we're not going anywhere anytime soon. I hope, at least I hope not. Knock on wood, you know. Um, eventually, we will get T-shirts, uh, you know, that the uh, the audience can you know uh, obtain for themselves, so their personal wear, so that they can spread the word out there. Because you know, all hail the anti-social party. Uh, in various colors, we'll have like probably white, red, black, that sort of thing, because our our colors are red and black. So yeah, yeah, we should have is red shirts with just that silhouette and the letters on it. Yes, but I don't know how that would be made. Um. Quite easily, actually. I mean, I can just because uh, I, I I actually had uh, I years and years ago I bought uh, a T-shirt for uh, for somebody and <clears throat> I think it was I think it was my mom or some shit like that. Anyway, I took and went to a T-shirt uh, store right, mm. and I picked out the style of T-shirt and I had the I had the picture. So what they did was they they took a copy of the picture and then they they did their thing and it, it came out phenomenal so i think something something to that effect you know but they're they're at some point in time there definitely will be uh t-shirts oh sure yeah okay yeah That's something to look forward to but I don't see why obviously not. <clears throat> tyson myself and stephanie and of course laura will get t-shirts before all of you but that's you know that's just the True, way it is. Yeah. that's just the way it is baby so speaking of the irish Speaking of what? Wait, of the Irish. The Irish, yes. It's it's going to be – it's actually right now St. Patrick's Day, so happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy – oh, it is. It's, it is where you are. It's yes. also – I believe it's Billy Crystal's birthday as well. It's whose birthday? Billy Crystal. Oh, nice, nice. Me, I like Billy Crystal. Uh, I believe. I'm going to confirm this because uh, – See, he hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live before he was a uh, before he was a cast member for that one season, and uh, it was done on St. Patrick's Day, and I believe like I think it fell on a Saturday that year, and I think it was also his birthday. I think he said as much in his opening monologue, which was also basically a comedy routine. Oh, so okay, well that's weird. So. It must have just been th- when he said it was uh, St. Patrick's Day. It must have accounted for the entire weekend, like when they say it's the pa- you know like Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's obviously not the Fourth of July all you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But right, right. okay, so Billy Crystal's birthday is in fact March fourteenth. I'm sorry. It's Mar- It was March fourteenth. It was two oh, days ago. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Or well, two days ago here, or three day- days ago where you are. Well, a big happy birthday to uh, Icon. Uh, and legend, of course, Billy Crystal. And since it is St. Patrick's Day or St. Patrick's Day weekend, uh, from the Antisocial Show, please remember to drink responsibly and designate a driver. Don't risk it. Don't put your life in jeopardy or others. So if you're going to drink, uh, you know, DD driver, uh, do it responsibly and uh, party safe. Uh, yes, indeed. And here's I've got something for you. If you've never seen this before, you might enjoy it. It's not very long. Did you ever see a film called Darby O'Gill and the Little People? 
It's a Walt Disney film. No, is it good? Yeah, I mean, I grew up on Disney, so I have an affection for their live-action movies because they were always a little fanciful. Uh, what's the word? It was they were they're well, they're fantasy movies. You know, they were Disney movies have always been very uh, forward in the special effects, I guess, department. You could say. Oh, they're, or they're phenomenal the, with special effects and with their movies. Not all of their movies, but they do. Um, Walt, you know, Walt Disney movies tend to be a little dark. Some of them. They can be. They, can, they tend to be groundbreaking, at mm-hmm. least as far as their as far as their the visual things. Like Snow White certainly was groundbreaking animation. Um, but so uh, there's a movie. Yes, it's called Darby O'Gill and the Little People, because it is the the, uh, the season. It is the uh, okay. It was a 1959 Walt Disney Productions feature film. And uh, it was basically it's a it's a tale about a wily Irishman and his battle of wits with leprechauns. Really? There are le- there of course there are leprechauns in the movie. It's a Disney film. Yes. It is, and uh, you know it's 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 uh, it's I, I don't know. I thought it was charming when I was a kid. You know, even before I knew what finding something charming meant, I found it. You know, I didn't I didn't think it was delightful. I, I and uh, you know I didn't think it was uh, Back to the Future. I thought it was. Fun entertainment, and I understood that it was uh, kind. Of, it was like um, it was kind. Of, it was a light-hearted fantasy film with dark elements, like which is pretty much all. That, you know, a lot of Disney stuff has you know dark elements somewhere in there. That and then there's just lighter tones surrounding it. You know. Oh, absolutely. A lot like, of it. Uh, for example, Snow White. For example, I mean, you know, it's 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 that yeah. movie is definitely dark. I mean. You know, yeah, you have a poor a princess minding her own damn business, and her her jealous stepmother. You know, she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking poison this bitch, and gave her a fucking apple and shit. You know. I know. I mean, what a. I mean, her only crime was being pretty. I know that that was her only crime was the fact that she was like, you know, hot. Prettier than her stepmother. Yes. Well, there was other stuff going on. I'm sure. I mean, I have the original Grimm's, and I'll read them sometime. And but because I've heard, I'm sure I've had them read to me. But and they're really dark, and, 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 and so I'll need to I'll need to revisit it to kind of get the details. But anyway, did you uh, you look like you were going to say something? I did. I got I, I got your uh, PM Sean Connery singing in Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You know what? I think this to me. When did this movie come out? 1959. This looks very familiar to me for some reason. This is three years before Doctor No. Oh, you know what? I did see this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been like for like I I forgot about this movie actually. I mean, but it's it's been like it's been ages since I've I've seen this uh, seen this movie. Yeah, and that's that's Sean Connery singing. Yes, yes. That's real. It's really Sean Connery singing. He's a he's a phenomenal actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a you know he's a but now, national yes, treasure. I do, I do remember that movie. Um, God, I was I was. A little kid when I seen that movie, and I think I've only seen it maybe once or twice when I was a kid. And like any, like you know, like movies that you haven't like really watched over and over again, kind of like it just kind of went out of my head until you showed it to me, and I'm like, ah, oh, now I remember it. Yes, yeah, so I did see it when I was a kid. Uh, cool. Phenomenal. Well, movie, yeah. I yeah, yeah, it's interesting how how weird how, bur- how buried memories can be. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's. It's for me. It's what I call the lost in time movies. Like it's it's like I can remember the scenes. I just can't remember the the title. So to me, it's part of like the lost 
uh, part of the Lost Collection, really. Did I uh, talk to you, speaking of Disney, about the documentary um, Life, comma, an- Animated? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it's a great documentary. It's about a... Um, I just wanted to recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I'm going to just I'm going to look up the thing so I can describe it uh the way they describe it because it's probably it's it's probably more succinct than I can uh do it. Okay, life animated. Life, comma, animated like love, comma, actually. Actually, I don't know if there's a comma between love and actually. It, I've not seen love actually either, although I comma will. Anyway, I've life, never seen comma, love actually either and I I I uh I don't know. I guess it's a good movie for people that love those types of movies, but I'm more into like you know the the gore and the comedies. Right, right, right. yeah. I I think it is a comedy. I think it's a romantic comedy, but uh, I've never. I, I and I'm a fan of all those people who are in it. So eventually, I will see it. I've just never gotten around to it. And there are people who love it and people who hate it, which I think is great because I love a movie that's polarizing. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Life Animated. Okay, so this Life is a documentary. It was, up, it was up for best. Uh, it was nominated for Academy, the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. It was up against uh, a, bunch, uh, a few others. Uh, and it, let's see, it, it, it actually uh, it lost to the docudrama that uh, A&E created, the, uh, the people, the case, the O.J. Simpson docudrama series. When did this, uh, no, I mean, when did, when did it come out? Like last year, it was like it was all over. Like everybody was watching it. All the people on Comedy Bang Bang were talking about it, and people on the podcast on Nooner that I was listening to were watching it and loving it. It was sometime sometime last year. And it lost Um, to the O.J. Simpson drama uh, documentary. Oh, I'm oh I'm sorry. No, that's the one that came out last year. I'm not sure when this one did. I thought you were talking about the uh, other one. This documentary came out in well, it's let's see here. It is 2016. Oh, okay. Came out. Life animated came out July 1st, 2016. Okay. So it's a 2016 American documentary by director Roger Ross Williams. It is co-produced by Williams with Julie Goldman, Carolyn Hepburn and Christopher Clements. Life animated is based on journalist Ron Suskind's 2014 book, life animated, a story of sidekicks, heroes and autism, mm-hmm. which which tells the story of his son, Owen Suskind, who struggled with autism and learned how to communicate with the outside world through his love of Disney films. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, uh, is that like on DVD and everything like that? I Let's see. I don't know if it's on home media, uh, but it is certainly on Amazon Prime. And if you, if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Nice, uh, because I, that's uh, something that I would definitely uh, definitely give a try. Yeah, it's a good film. It's a good da- documentary. If you like a documentary, it's good. And it also, um, I've been really studying autism a lot lately. Uh, so, uh, or I've been kind of in watching and watching documentaries or biopics about people with autism and whatnot. Like the Temple Grandin uh, story it was a biopic with Claire Danes as as uh, Temple Grandin. Who, who, if you've not heard of Temple Grandin before, I should explain for the listeners how to describe Temple. Uh, she is an American professor of animal science at Colorado State University, a world-renowned autism spokesperson and consultant to the livestock industry on animal behavior. Uh, she's widely celebrated as one of the first individuals on the autism spectrum to publicly share insights from her personal experience of autism. She's also the inventor of the Hug Box, a device to calm those on the autism spectrum. Hmm. In 2010, 
In 2010, uh, Time 100, an annual list of the 100 most influential people of the world, she was named in the heroes category. She was the subject of the award-winning semi-biographical film, Temple Grandin, and I have one of her books. Uh, oh, nice. been kind of, I've been studying uh, forms of communication uh, lately. Uh, I'm trying to learn. Um, um, I learned how to calculate numbers in binary, and I uh, am going. I'm going to try to learn Braille. Oh, that's really but, cool. I mean, I just, I just want to see if my brain can do it. Like, I'm trying to create new neural pathways as much as I can. See, I would and, love uh, to, like, learn, like, uh, sign language, Braille, you know, because the more you learn, your, your, your mind becomes sharper, obviously. And later on in life, you know, the older you get, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know what I mean? It's true. Uh, so there's yes, I can't find. I have her book in this room. Oh, you know what? No, it's downstairs. But anyway, so it's a it, one of the books that the biography of, of Temple Grandin was based on. I think it was her one called Thinking in Pictures, and I found a copy of that at the used bookstore. So I'm gonna. I look forward to reading that. But um, so yeah, I'm, I've sort of always been fascinated with autism since um, well, since Rain Man probably because I was I was a fan of uh, Dustin Hoffman as an actor, so I made it a point to try to watch his movies as often as I could. I love and that so movie. that sort of you know, and it's not the that it is a great movie, yes, and it did one win Best Picture, I believe, and he did win win his uh, second, I think, Academy Award. Dustin Hoffman did, but it's I don't you know it's a so there are people now by now that know that that is not the only. Uh, form that autism takes. That's that we've come a long way since then. So that's. Uh, oh, absolutely. So that's. Uh, Did you yeah. know too? Also, that's that's. We we discovered autism, um, as our medical and science uh, progressed over the the course of the centuries. But that's another reason why the the, the Catholic Church has uh, discontinued. Uh, 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 what's that? Uh, you know, uh, when they, uh, but you know, you know what I'm talking about when they, when possessions, you know, like they do a, uh, what's the word? Oh, an exorcism. An exorcism, correct. That's why the church stopped doing exorcisms because people they thought, like back in the old days, people they thought were possessed really just had, you know, had had mental uh, problems, and. Hmm. You know, like they were either like autistic or they were like, you know, schizophrenic or they had split personalities, which is really all the same thing as, as, as schizophrenia. But that's one of the primary reasons why the church stopped doing uh, exorcisms for that reason. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think they do have priests that are actually psychiatrists. I believe, yeah. Well, certainly there's, uh, I mean, there's various cases where it's, they have to, uh, they have to. Uh, so basically, what they have to do, what they're doing is they're they're allowing for there to be alternate explanations rather than this person has the devil inside them and is speaking through them. Rather, they're they're allowing the possibility of of it to, of being something that is non-devil related, essentially. Correct. I mean, and and now whether you know you believe in like you know uh, the supernatural or not, I certainly do. I mean, I certainly think that there's enough evidence you know to support it that's why they have you know you know parapsychology which is basically the study of the supernatural take like for mm -hmm. example um in, in the state of new york and i i'm not sure if it was during the the amityville case or before the amityville case but you can't plead in and, and i don't know if it's since changed or not so don't quote me because i'm not a lawyer but 
Um, mm-hmm. In New York, it's you cannot plead insanity because basically that's what Ronnie DeFeo did. And if you remember who Ronnie DeFeo was, he's the guy that basically shot his family in the Amityville house. And they're trying to say that he did this in cold blood, and he's trying to say he was possessed by the by the evil inside the house. And I think that there's, I mean, I think that there's sufficient. I mean, it's it's bad that you know I'm not trying to take away from what he did. Obviously, you know, he he killed his family, but I think mm-hmm. that I think that there was something that that possessed him to do it. I mean, there's enough evidence to support the fact that he that he possibly was. Uh, possessed, I think. Interesting. Because I've been, I've been to the real Amityville house. I, I went there years and years ago, and now, and I've also been to the one that they they used in the movies. And the ones that they used in the movies is not the same house that's in real life. In other words, when you see oh. the house, like you know, standing by itself, standing ominously, you know, um, that's not the real house. That house actually is in Tom's River, New Jersey. And, I mean, it's a nice house. I mean, it's, it's a perfect lookalike. Now, the actual house, uh, 112 Ocean Avenue, has been uh, – the outside has been facelifted, so they changed it to get rid of that look so that people can't easy, you know, uh, easily identify it. Uh, I mean, I had to ask somebody, and, and they were kind enough to point it out to me. But now you look at the neighbor's houses, and literally – I mean, the house is, is, is a good size, but – the their neighbor's house on either side is so close together, and yet nobody heard the discharging of a 12-gauge shotgun, which I find very surprising because if you ever heard a 12-gauge shotgun, especially in close quarters, it's very loud. I mean, their neighbors should have heard, you know, the shotgun, and they didn't. So how do you – and plus, answer me this. How do you go and kill – like he shot them in the back when they were sleeping and everything like that, but the other family members never even rousted when he shot the first one, or you know he shot his sister or whatever. How do you discharge a 12 gauge shotgun in close quarters without the rest of the family not hearing it or the neighbors hearing? Like somebody, nobody heard the 12 gauge shotgun because I read the I read the book on the case and and. So I think that there's enough evidence to support the fact that he was probably possessed and not crazy, you know, or maybe he was crazy. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, people can't say, okay, well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe he was crazy. So maybe that's how he was possessed or he was weak minded, something. But there is something there. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, it's Hmm. that's what I think. You know, I I, I think it's it's it's. It's impossible to discharge a weapon and nobody to have heard it. And what's even more amazing is the fact that he did it on November 13th, 19, no, November, it was either November 13th or 14th, 1978, which, or 1979, which happens to be my birthday, except I was born in 80. Oh, hey, so it's, it happened on your birthday. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, the, uh, I think, I think, uh. Not to get to too macabre, raw, macabre, mm-hmm. macabre, 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 macabre. <laughs> Not to get too macabre, but uh, the I believe the Ted Bundy uh, murders. Uh, I think the first one was before my birthday, and then the second one was like after my birthday, it, it, when I was born, the year I was born in 1974. I'm not 100% certain on that, but but uh, something. Was that, okay. Crazy. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, now that I have you by myself, I hope you are definitely enjoying uh, the show so far. It's, um, uh, like I said, we uh, took a brief hiatus or last week, I think it was last week, because we had a lost episode and to the fact that uh, we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't record until now. So it's, it's, it's great to be back, of course. And... Go out there and get that Amityville book because I think that you will truly uh, enjoy it. It's, it's, it's an interesting read, um, and it, it really uh, puts a, a, a grasp on things, I think, because they, they go into depths about the uh, Ronnie DeFeo case. And, of, of course, you know, there are other uh, – like the Lutzes, for example, they, they bought the house uh, relatively short – time after, you know, the, the, the Amityville murders, but even the Letzes had, you know, a, um, you know, a hard time, but in their case, like nobody died, but everyone thought, well, they were just trying to get out of their house. They're trying to make some money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, the Amityville house is, has always been a fascination for me. Uh, well, anything paranormal really. I mean, uh, if you uh, go to Facebook, go to the Slaughterhouse, which is uh, – I was talking about it last night. That's that's a, um, that's a horror page that I do on Facebook. We share a lot of uh, uh, paranormal stuff uh, in Jersey, in fact. You know, they, there's a uh, paranormal group, and they think they're – I think they're investigating – or that might – yeah, no. I think they're investigating a um, an asylum, an abandoned – Asylum that's supposed to be haunted, so that's pretty badass. So check it out. I think that you'll thoroughly enjoy it, uh, and and get the book because, like I said, I mean the book is a, you know, a little bit of a long read, but I think you'll really enjoy it. So you uh, definitely can't go wrong with a good ghost story, right? Well, might as well share something else with you too. In fact, um, the one show that I haven't uh, talked about or shared yet was um, Sweet Feathery Jesus. They are an episode, uh, well, let's see. They just did episode 128. They haven't uploaded anything yet, um, but they're usually pretty, you know, pretty regular. So check them out. Sweet Feathery Jesus. And also with a pair of trousers. Um, in fact, episode 77, Trickle Down Economics. They just uh, uploaded that. So check that out uh, as my recommendations for uh, podcasts. And also to uh, check out, in fact, they were mentioned on Succotash too. Your mom's house with uh, Christina, whatever her, uh, um, I'm sorry, Christina Paz, I can't pronounce her last name, unfortunately, but. Pajitsky. Yes, what Tyson said. So uh, check them out as well. And Super Peepee Time, check them out too. So those are my recommendations for podcasts. So that's that's what I'm also sharing this week. Oh, no. I, you did freeze there for a second. Okay, yeah. So Tyson right. yeah, kind of no, came back, and he was looking all gangster-like, you know, kind of like lean back in the chair and do the rock away. Do the rock away. I said, my, I said, my, homeboy, my homeboys don't dance. They just pull up their pants and lean back. Lean back. Do the rock away. Lean, I don't think I know that one, but, you know, I heard recently it was the uh, – Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's oh, hot. Oh yeah, yeah, Drop it yeah, like yeah. it's hot. 
I like just heard that it, like I probably like maybe for the first time uh, a couple days ago, or at least I heard it all the way through it anyway. When it comes to music, I try to uh, broaden my uh, horizon when it comes to you know listening to different types of uh, music. At least I'll listen to them at least once. You know, um, you like hip hop? Um, yeah, some of it. There's a, there's an artist I think does who who's on SoundCloud who's pretty good uh, that I like. Um, that uh, you might enjoy uh, his you might enjoy his music. I'll I'll send you a link to his album and you can check him out at your leisure. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I listened to this guy's entire album uh, at least once because um, I was looking for music to uh, music to. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay, playlists. Guy made a playlist. Yes. So you could have. So. Well, yeah, because I okay. So by the way, like I have a playlist I, I, that for the uh, for antisocial show on SoundCloud, uh, so that people, so that, like basically that all the episodes are in one place nice. rather than having to look all the way through the SoundCloud page. If they go to playlists, they can just. I, I always I had the newest one. Uh, I I had left out. I had accidentally not posted episode eleven in the rotation, but I figured it out, and so now it's there. And that was, but that was um, it was getting okay. So maybe it's tracks. I just do tracks. Good lord. So yeah, this, this guy hasn't posted in a while, but um, he's called Aldous Flow. August Flow. Aldous. Oh, yeah, it's a word like Aldous, like like Aldous Huxley. Yes. It's A L D A L D O U S, and then oh, Aldous Flow. Aldous Flow. Aldous Flo. Yeah, Flo. like Aldous, hmm. like all this flow. I don't know if it's or Aldous. I don't know if it's Aldous or Aldous because I I don't know if you refer, like it's an accent thing. I can't uh, I can't. But anyway, uh, it is from Wareham, United States. I don't know where Wareham is, but um, I never heard of that one either. Does, is, that a, is that a town? Doesn't I? I don't know. I've never Googled it. Uh, he he's also on Twitter, but uh, this 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 uh, this site I'm looking at doesn't doesn't really say uh, what it is. Anyway, so I'll just send you a link to his uh, his page, and he has the album, and I think the album is self-titled. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, like I don't think it's there's one that has a it's got parental advisory. It looks like a plate of like a drink, a burger, and French fries. And then it's got like you know that that's what the uh, album cover looks like. And um, I, I think that these songs are actually in the order that they appear on the playlist, which I, for some reason I'm having trouble finding. But um, pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. You know, it's it's got a good. Uh, I wish I could think of one specifically to have you preview. Well, drop <laughs> me uh, drop me a link to his uh, to his shit, and I'll check it out. Okay, well, I send you. I'll send you a link to the tracks for the thing. I, I, it's. It looks like it's just. A, it just says A L on the big red cup, or and it just says Aldous Flow in the upper right, or upper right hand corner of the of the. Well, it looks like a you know an album cover, and uh, you know it's pretty simple. It's stripped down, but it's it's decent. It's really good hip hop. I, I think I, I enjoy it, and it's uh, it's a. Uh, I remember a lot of it feeling pretty positive. Like uh, I like a good positive vibe. So. Um, so there's that. So yeah, if you like new music or if you like music, um, oh, absolutely. I mean, this music, I, uh, it's, I like listening to new artists, music. especially ones I've never heard before. And, and, um, definitely, I mean, you know, drop, drop me a link and I'll uh, be glad to listen to it. I'll, I'll jam that shit out. There you go. Yeah, you can let me know if there's any songs that are there that you particularly like or dislike. It's fine too. I'm open to it. Uh, well, definitely. Uh, that's definitely something that we will have to bring up on. Uh, so I'll take a listen to it, and then we'll definitely. Uh, that's uh, we'll have to talk about uh, what I think about it 
on the next uh, show so we can actually spread so we can actually let other people listen to it sure yeah if they like it if you like hip-hop yeah um if you like so yeah how do you love if you like hip-hop but i yeah yeah i am a child of the 80s so my love oh, yes. will always be of course uh rock metal that sort of thing but i do like hip-hop too but like i said you know my bands are like you know metallica corn um well various others you know hmm. but metallicorn there you go. But Metallica back in the day, man, like old Metallica was badass. Like not so much like new Metallica, but like, you know, like uh, when they were like around like Enter Sand, you know, uh, Sandman, which was good. Um, Black Albums? Yes, yes. I think it was a, yeah. um, let me look at my um, playlist. Right the here. song. What do, I, what, what do I have on here that I like from Metallica playlist? I like I like the song One. Oh, I liked, um, okay, Metallica, Sad But True was a good one. For mm. whom the bell tolls was it. good, and of course they're mm-hmm. they did a cover of um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think where is it at? They did a cover. I can't. T- uh, oh yeah, yeah. Turn the page. Do you remember that one? I do remember that. Yes, one. they did a they did a, a badass cover uh, on it, and it was phenomenal. Uh, it was a Bob Seger song, was it not? I'm sorry. It was a Bob Seger song, was it yeah. not? The original, yeah. 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 Did you say that? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, turn the uh, yeah. It was a, I think it was a original Bob Seger song, and then uh, Metallica did a cover, it, it, and it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I do remember liking that song. Yeah, um, I, I liked. Um, let's see, I think the first one I ever heard, because uh, there were kids at my grade school that liked Metallica, and I didn't I, I didn't listen to that at the time, and not until later. Uh, the first one I heard that and I liked, I was like, okay, I get this. It was um, one. That's a good one. I. I actually recorded the Headbangers Ball on MTV the day that that song, the video, dropped for the first time. So I have the broadcast on MTV oh, nice. of, of the first broadcast of one by Metallica, the full version. That was that was definitely so, like, a good song, and so I, mean, I like <clears throat> listening to them, and I also like Black Sabbath too. Yeah, I like what I've heard of theirs. Oh, the other Metallica song I think is pretty cool is uh, I like um, Master of Puppets. Oh yeah, man. Master, yes, yes, yes. I uh, am in agreement of that. Master Puppets is fucking awesome. I think you froze. There you go. Ah, you back. froze for a second. Yes. So did you? Sort of. No, I'm right here. I didn't freeze. I was looking at. I was no, looking at I the playlist. It. You did a little bit. It's okay. You didn't do it on purpose. No. It just it happened on your end a little bit over here. I like golf. So playlist. you should check out. Uh, let's see what the song. Kind of, a superstition uh, by Stevie Wonder is a good one too. Oh God, it's yeah, that's a great. It's a great album. Talking Book, yep. 1972. Uh, it's got you. It's got you are the sunshine of my life on it. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs. And. Sorry. Hold on, let me. <laughs> Okay, there's this one song I'm gonna play like a little like a little short clip from it, but it's it's called Save Our Souls. It's an '80s rock music song. Yeah. You can hear it in the movie Demons. There you go.
So yeah, that's that. Metal. I can I can send you the uh, the link to this song. Okay. This way you can uh, jam out to it later, or if you want to add it to uh, you know the the full track to the to one of our episodes, that's cool too. If you want. Okay. You ever, you ever listen to much uh, Chemical Brothers? I have. I generally like. Uh, thank you. I just received that. <clears throat> I generally like their stuff. Uh, but there's a there's a there's a song called um, Hey Boy Hey Girl. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever seen the video or heard that song or either or both of that? I've heard the song, never seen the video. So, yeah, there's the song, the original song. I can't remember which album it's off of. And then there's the original video. Then Bud Spencer Blues Explosion oh, okay. does a cover. They do a cover of Hey Boy, Hey Girl with uh, with basically for drum and metal guitar, and it's fucking awesome. Nice, nice, nice. I want to I wanna see At least the I really Just send me the link. Well... Yeah, you should probably hear the original song just for a refresher, unless you've heard it like recently, like within the last couple of days, because no. it helps to, to it helps to because the song has a very distinct structure. So then when you hear it done the way they do it, it makes it that much better. Nice. But uh, at least as if you're a huge music nerd like me. Now, which, uh, have see. you ever heard of Acid Beth? Um, Beth. Acid. Acid Beth. Beth. Oh, Acid Beth. Is it a band? Oh, yeah. I guess that should probably answer your question. <laughs> Apparently, I, I mean, haven't. It's a very, it's it's, a, it's an older band, so they're not really around anymore. But they were pretty good. Let me see if I can find my favorite song. All right, I'm gonna bring them up on Wikipedia here a second, and then I look. Let's see. Let's see. I don't think this. I don't think this is it. Maybe this is it. Hmm, crunchy. <laughs> That's not that's not the right cover. You know, it, it's it's crazy because every once in a while on YouTube you'll be able to find it, and mm-hmm. then it'll just disappear. But Acid Bath was a good band back in the day. Let me see if I can't find the lyrics. I'll just read the lyrics. Let's see. Acid Bath from <clears throat> so Huma? Let's see. Okay, so here's the lyrics. I wonder, have you ever seen the sky and felt this weight upon open eyes, new death sensation, flesh flower, uh, flesh flowers, dream to bloom, illumination, new death sensation. We dance the stone death naked by the shore. I hear her highway song forevermore, illumination, new death sensation. Empty is the tomb, lay this flesh to waste, let the pieces fall where they may. Uh, insects play their sunshine games. Uh, splashing blood upon my soul, crisp black kiss upon my skull, lay this flesh to waste, let the pieces fall where they may, let the worms play their sunshine games, splashing blood upon my soul, crisp black kiss upon my skull, empty uh, is this tomb, and I think that's it. Yeah, that, that's the entire song right there. But it sounds wow. better when they do it, obviously. It, it's so like yeah, one of those... It sounds pretty rock songs that you just you know it's one of those rock bands that you either love right away or you just don't really like them at all but it's it's when i heard it that's like the first song that i heard and since then i've been a fan where did you hear that first? my brother my brother is like a big okay. uh a big uh music uh freak so if there was something that he heard that i didn't he'd share it with me and i'm like oh, okay that's pretty fucking badass so i mean he has cool 
where I collect like a billion DVDs, he collects like a billion CDs. So kind of like the polar opposite, really. Um, I also uh, was introduced to certain music I hadn't heard before with from my brother's uh, collection. Yeah. He, uh, I got that's how I was exposed to The Cure and um, The Smiths. I heard uh, it's probably probably you two. Like he got you two's rattle and hum a long time before I, I ever got into U two at all. And um, Big Audio Dynamite two, The Globe. That's, a, that's actually one of my favorite. <laughs> it's kind of one of my all time favorite uh, albums, I guess. I don't know why. It's a it's a crossover favorite. And then you know, and I'm a big fan of the the Beatles. You know, it's like, like Beatles. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's, I think if you're like a true music fan. Mm-hmm. Um. You you can't dislike the Beatles, you know. You you can't dislike the Eagles, you know. It's it's. I remember the last episode that we did. Unfortunately, the one that got lost. We were talking about uh, we were talking about the Eagles, and we were talking about uh, the the Hotel California. Oh yes. Yeah. And what was funny about that is like right after we did the show that unfortunately got lost, and now it's like part of the lost collection with the Halloween episode. Um, mm. I went to go set my alarm clock. And that song was on, Welcome to Hotel California. And she, remember I PM'd you saying, you remember me telling you that uh, I was setting my alarm clock and, and that was on there? Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Was that the was it the original version or was it the Gypsy Kings version of that, that was on the original the version. radio? Oh, okay. Because like I said last episode, I'm, I'm, and unfortunately it, it, it got lost. Um, hmm. <clears throat> so this is like reminiscing of... Uh, the last episode that got lost, kind of like how me and Tyson were going to reminisce about how we got locked in a freezer one time, and then we sent out Morse code to, uh, you know, get us out, and someone opened the door, and Tyson grabbed a frozen chicken and said, defend yourself. Oh, wait, was that short circuit, too? Fuck. I get confused. Oh. That's funny. That's a very specific reference that I haven't seen a movie in so long that I did not, uh, I did not get it. So that's very funny. <laughs> well, that about does it for the Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Have a good time, folks.